0: Let us pray, pray together on our knees. Let us pray, pray together on our knees. When I fall on my knees with my face to the rising sun, oh Lord, have mercy on me. Welcome to the Bible Speaks with Audley McLean. The Bible Speaks is a weekly ministry of Harvest International. Our prayer is that The Bible Speaks will encourage you in your study of God's Word. You will be able to contact Audley at the address given at the end of this broadcast. And now, here's Audley. I bring you greetings in the name, the precious name of Jesus. The broadcast of The Bible Speaks brought to you by Harvest International is our way of responding to the command of the Lord Jesus go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. These broadcasts are a blind shot, as it were. We don't know who we're talking to, and we don't know where the broadcast is reaching. But you are one of those to whom it comes today, and we praise God for it. May his blessing rest upon the moments we spend together today. Uh, Last week, we read from Genesis 1 and Genesis 2 with little comment. Today we're going to look at Genesis 3, but I want to spend some time talking about the message of Genesis chapter 3. So we'll get right into it. Verse 1 says, the serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God made. Now let me say, I cannot pretend to understand all the workings of the devil who is personified in the serpent of chapter 1. I cannot understand it here. I can't understand it when he stands before God to accuse the brethren, as we read in the book of Job. My failure to understand and your failure to understand does not diminish the devil's reality, devil's power, limited though it be, time and again in Scripture we're confronted with the interference of the devil in the affairs of mankind. Daniel the prophet recognized the devil's existence and was faced with his subtlety even in his prayer life. Jesus acknowledged the reality and workings of the devil. The writers of the New Testament acknowledged the existence and power and subtlety of the devil, Satan, the evil one. He's also known by that name, Lucifer, Satan, the old serpent, in a moment, we'll look at some of the New Testament scriptures that speaks plainly of the devil. But before we do, permit me permit me to warn you that we must not treat the interference and potential impact of the devil with, a, 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 shall I say, a presumptuous spirit or a careless spirit. In First Peter chapter five, verse eight, Peter tells us to be sober, vigilant. Because our adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour. The word "sober" in the King James version is not the same as the opposite of being drunk with alcohol. The New Testament translation, the New Living Translation of the New Testament, puts it in language you and and I speak today. It says, "Stay alert." That's the point. Stay alert. Watch out for the great enemy the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. John Mark issues a warning. He says, he that committeth sin is of the devil. The devil sins from the beginning. So for this purposes, the Son of God, he said, was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. If the devil didn't exist, Jesus wouldn't be talking about him. His disciples wouldn't be warning against him. The Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 says this, Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Jesus speaks in unveiled language about the devil. Listen to the words of the Lord Jesus as recorded in John's Gospel chapter 5. Jesus, writes it, talking to a group of religious bigots, he said, you are of your father the devil, and the loss of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks of his own, for he is a liar and the father of lies. My friend, be sure that your behavior isn't marking you off as one of the devil's liars. Jesus gives the impression that there comes a time when one, even religious ones, can be so prostituting themselves to Satan and his temptations that they are no longer even conscious of the fact that God is alive. And he says at that point, they become children of the devil, doing the devil's will. May I warn you, however, to never allow yourselves to be the judge whether someone is sold out to the devil and, and where you can determine that they are the children of the devil. Let God make that determination. Leave the office work to God. James the apostle has a word for how to deal with the devil. He says in James chapter 4 and verse 7, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Just watch the sequence. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. That's step number one. And then resist the devil. In other words, be sure that you are totally committed to the Lord when you start to do battle with the devil, because you are no match for the devil. I am no match for the devil. It doesn't mean we must be afraid of him, but we must be aware of him. These references certainly don't excuse us from digging deeper, and certainly they don't exhaust the list of Bible teachings about the devil. But it ought to stir you, stir me, to an awareness of his work, and perhaps to look deeper into the scriptures. There are many, many more scriptures about the devil. Get your concordance out, or go online and just type in in Google, Bible verses about the devil, And then read them carefully. And if you have questions, we'd be glad to encourage you to exchange your thoughts with us or call us or write to us. And let's talk about the Lord Jesus and how he handled the devil. I have a word of scripture advice for you, however. If you think you may be making an onslaught on the devil and you're one of those who makes audacious remarks about the devil, One such audacious behavior is a a song I've heard sung by unsuspecting Christians. And I, I know that some of them are very popular. But such songs as stamping Satan under your feet, I urge you to be prayerfully thoughtful about those words. That's God's business. Romans chapter 16, Paul says, The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. May the grace of our Lord be with you. Paul was saying, wait, let God do his work, but keep on pressing on. So let me conclude remarks on verse one. And I guess the personal, my personal take on this is that I don't want to mess with the devil. And my encouragement to you is don't mess with the devil. Let's God give you courage to live the life he has called you into. Another warning is that it is possible to expose yourself to satanic attacks and incursion into your life by being in the wrong company. I'm not speaking only of the daily temptations that we encounter. They are an abundance. These are direct, and they by themselves are difficult enough to get victory over But there is such a thing as exposing oneself to a raw satanic influence by being in the wrong company and playing fast and loose with the occult or people who are indulging in the occult. My friends, stay away, stay away, stay away. Don't tempt the devil to tempt you. Let's resume then our look at what happened with the father and mother of the human race in that Garden of Eden that God gave to them. What I think will be instructive for us is to take a quick look at the rows of four personalities in this opening part of chapter 3 of the book of Genesis. Rather, throughout chapter 3 of the book of Genesis, there are four persons who appear to us in the context. It's Satan, then it's Eve, It's Adam, then God, Satan, the deceiver, Eve, the deceived, Adam, the deluded, and God, the detector. Now, I know time won't permit us to go through all of this, but we're going to come back to those four persons next week. But beginning now, I know that you're chomping at the bit to talk about this, but let's take it step by step. Let me ask you in the meantime to read the chapter and study it. And even further, write down the address of our website and listen to the message again and go over it by yourself or with a family or with a friend. The address is harvestinternational.org. And while this is being spoken to you, it is already posted on our website and will be there for quite a while. May I encourage you to encourage others to listen to our broadcasts on the internet as well. Now let's beginning, let's go back to the beginning, the deceiver, the first one. Notice the deceptive and leading questions he asks Eve. Did God really say? Or we could spend all our time on just that one question. Did God really say? You know where I'm headed with it, don't you? God really did say, yes, he did. When I said yes to Jesus Christ back in January 1947, I was encouraged to read the Bible every day. I was taught by my early teachers that sin is sin is sin. I was instructed to spend time in prayer. Over time, I learned things that the Bible specifically forbids and which should never be part of my experience as a young Christian. Since it seemed sinful, and sin itself seemed exceedingly sinful, I was careful. But I tell you this to my own shame. There came times when I questioned whether God still said that so-and-so was sin. I wanted to shave off the edges. God does really want me to consider sin as sin sinful as it was in 1947. You can add to it any particular activity that you're not playing fast and loose with. God said it was sin then. It's still sin today. So Satan keeps asking the question, did God really say that? So you admit that you understand what I'm talking about, don't you? Now what can you do? What can I do? I have good news for you. First John chapter 1 says, If we say we have no sin, we're deceiving ourselves. We're lying. But if we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Yes, it was not just Eve and Adam. It's you. It's me. Let us do business with God today. Let's ask him to accept our repentance and grant us his forgiveness. God bless you as you make this transaction real with God today. Amen. I've wandered far away from God. This program is cared for by listeners who care. It